And he took you away when I had other plans for you. Apparently, I made him angry when I stopped seeing him. Denver turned to face her. Who was she? What did she want from him? God, he wished he were bigger and could just get out of the car and run. Did that mean he wasn't alone? His chest got heavy. You know my family? She stiffened but didn't turn. I know everything about you. He swallowed and leaned toward her. His heart beat faster. Do I have a dad? Now she turned, her face not telling him anything. No. He crossed his arms. Do I have a mom? Maybe his mom needed him. She had to be lost or she'd be with him. Dr. Daniels stopped at a crosswalk. You don't have a mom. You're quite alone, Denver. He didn't have a mom? His shoulders fell. Yeah, figured. His eyes stung. If he had a mom, then he wouldn't be alone. Okay. Then Dr. Daniels turned and watched him as if they had all day. Yesterday, when I arrived, you were talking with Riker and Heath. I figured the three of you would bond quickly. At least I hoped. The older boys had protected him from a bully, although he'd been giving it a good fight. Um, doctor, what should I call you? And what do you want with me? She hadn't explained anything the day before. She swallowed and pressed her high heel on the gas pedal. You may call me Sylvia. I'm a doctor who studies smart kids like you. He tilted his head to the side. Being quiet helped him to study people, and he somehow knew when they were lying. This lady was lying. She was a doctor, and she studied people, but that wasn't her name. He'd noticed the hitch in her voice yesterday when he'd first met her. Why would she give him a fake name? If he called her on it, she might hit him. You gonna study me? He asked quietly. Her mouth lost its firm line, and she looked softer. She turned the car down a long dirt road toward a big white building. Yes, I am. You, Riker, and Heath are special. Suddenly, she reached over and grabbed his hand, enclosing it with her soft skin. You are the most special of all, Denver. Someday, I'll tell you why. He blinked and looked around as she stopped the car. None of this made sense, but he didn't have a choice in anything. He never had, not really. We're back at the home. Yes, she said, squeezing his hand before releasing him. It's time to get started, my sweet boy. Four years later. Ned Cobb was dead. A bruised and battered Denver huddled in the corner and stared wide-eyed at the dead adult on the ground. Ned's brown eyes, so often filled with pure mean, now stared blindly from his smashed head. He had been the owner of the boys' home, and he had liked to punch kids. The man had just killed another child, one who'd shown up only yesterday. Ralph's small body was in the corner, and Denver couldn't look at him. Death made the room feel heavy. It even smelled funny, 
like old cut grass that had been under wet wood for an entire spring. Riker and Heath, Denver's brothers, stood with bloody baseball bats in their hands, staring at Ned's body. Like Denver, they both had special senses, including abnormal strength. Right now, they were pale, and Heath looked like he was going to throw up. We had to do it, Riker said, his voice shaking. He was the oldest of them at around 16, and his voice never shook. Ned killed that kid and was going to kill us. Heath nodded, his long brown hair pulled back, and his greenish-brown eyes filled with terror. They'd both swung only once. Denver grabbed the wall and climbed up it to stand. His hands hurt from trying to defend himself from Ned's belt, but he didn't think any fingers were...